0: Hello, it's Tall Live. Uh, happy Thursday, everyone. I'm John Gibbons. I'm hosting this week. I've got Gareth Roberts alongside me. I've got Adam Smith uh, from the Whittle and I've got Lizzie Doyle from Hayton. And uh, this is where we all are. I'm doing it like your division. Uh, we're, we're all about and we're all uh, pleased because we're in the next round of the FA Cup, got it?
1: Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it's the, it's the furthest we've gone under Jürgen, isn't it? To the quarters um, and, you know, momentum maintained, which is the main thing. A win, another win, uh, which is always good. A little bit hairy at the end, I thought, you know, when they get one back and then they have another chance and Alisson's forced into a good save. That wasn't in the plan. Um, But I think in general, you know, you you make 10 changes, you bring a load of people in from the squad, they do the job, they get it done and we're in the half of the next round. You've got to be happy because, you know, there's, there's a load of lads who've had the night off ready for West Ham as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's more more positives than negatives. and um, definitely, Lizzie. And I think, you know, these cup runs, you know, you're never battling everyone four or five nil every round. It's about getting through to the to to the next stage. And that's what Liverpool have done. And as Gareth says the first time on the year, and we've got to a quarter final, which is a mad stats, but I'm sure a correct one.
2: Exactly. I you know you say more positive than negatives. Maybe I'm just because I'm coming down from Sunday. I don't even feel like there's any negatives at the end of the day because that team was very much uh, who can we play who didn't really play on Sunday who won't be knackered and can we get a result and get through I I wouldn't really be overanalyzing the performance of of last night really Um, I think it was just like you said get the results and get through to the next stage because I feel like we're all being asked all the time oh the quadruple this the quadruple that and we're like ah shut up Um, and I'm a little bit like that but listen. It just goes to show you how a nice little cup run can really boost your spirits from what we've seen on Sunday. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm sort of looking at this draw tonight now and I'm thinking, you know what, just bring on anyone. Like, I'm, I'm quite fine with it. I'm quite looking forward to it, really. Um, I wouldn't mind a nice little away to like Forest or something like that. That would be quite nice. But it's, it's really good to be sat here and just feeling quite chilled about it. Um, st- You know, still being able to fight on all fronts.
0: Yeah, let's just say we shouldn't overanalyze the performance, uh, Adam, but I've got some time to fill. So if you could if you could help us out a little bit. Um, like Gareth says, a lot of changes and that always sort of affects how you play. But I thought they they very much played like a Liverpool team. Uh, they got on top of Norwich and it was only when they dozed off a bit, second half, um, that Norwich got a bit of source of you know joy. But even then, after that, I thought we stepped it up again and were more likely to score a third than they were in an equaliser.
3: Yeah, I really, I really like that because Lizzie's no longer the producer. She's just like, forget it. Don't, I don't care. Let's not talk about this. Move on. Let's move on. Uh, Why have
0: you even got me out of bed? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, it's look. I think yes, it was the sort of team where it was always going to be the case that it was going to look a little bit like it looked to begin with, which was a little bit makeshift. We started, you know, reasonably well, but not, uh, you know, not amazing. And they started to get into the groove a little bit, and then changes were made, which, which obviously were were understandable. And natural, and they were always gonna come. But when they did, that further disrupted the kind of unity that they that they'd got. But also, they were two 0 up against a team that doesn't score apparently unless they're at Anfield. So it's not it's not really surprising that the the players sort of were a little bit grew, grew a little bit maybe complacent, a little bit uh, went into neutral, not just like you know third or fourth gear. Um, and and that was I think it, it was sort of inevitable really that the the game drifted a little bit. Annoying that we conceded, um, but it's there's enough in there for Jurgen Klopp to turn around and say to the likes of Joe Gomez, look, you're, you're fighting to try and get. First team. Well, here's how you could have done better with the goal. You know, things like that. There was enough in there to take away from it and learn from it, and and that's part of the part of the process that that you have to go through, isn't it?
0: Lovely night like for Taki again. Um, yeah. He's having a, quietly a, an impressive season. You know, you can talk about. You know, issues with this game, if you like, or, or does he fit in? You know, what's his best position and stuff like that? But what is an endowment as he knows where the goal
1: is? I know, nine goals now, and you know, actually the the, the best goal ratio at the club right now, even better than uh, Mo Salah. So 0.9 goals per game. Uh, Salah's is 0.88. Okay, Salah's got 27. <laughs> uh, so you know, that's quite good. Like uh, but I just think, you know, given the opportunities he's had this season, which haven't been that many, particularly in the Premier League, he's done well tacky and it made me think back to sort of I was saying this this morning that it made me think back to when you try and fight on a few fronts you need unlikely heroes at times so, you know yeah. go all the way back to showing me age but go all the way back to when we signed Ronnie Rosenthal and he, give, he gives us that boost to win the league in 90 go to you know like when we win the Champions League Biscam putting in amazing performances that you didn't expect of him um, even a through in this morning Jufe. Um, in the League Cup final against Man United, probably the man of the match. And no one ever talks about it because we all hate him, which is fair <laughs> enough. But I, I think players can emerge from the squad and just do a bit. And, and and it's what, you know, Origi is the other classic. That's why he's a bit of a cult hero. Maybe that's what Taki can be this season. I don't think he's ever going to be, given the talent we've got at our disposal, first choice. But if he can accept that, come on and do bits like he's doing, or start the odd game and do bits. You know, he's done fantastic for us. He played a big part in his winning the League Cup. Now it looks like he wants to play a big part in his winning the FA Cup as well. And I thought his confidence was really up last night. So not only does he get the two goals, and the second one's a belter, it's a great yeah. finish. But, you know, after that, you saw him like skinning three or four players and things like that. And the other thing is as well that he, you know he, he absolutely he, no one works harder than him mm. when when they're in the side to, to win the ball back. He's he's the best in the in the squads for pressures as well. Yeah. You know he's very much a Jürgen player. So I, I would suspect that behind the scenes, despite some of the conversations that go on in the fan sphere, if you if you like behind the scenes, I think he'd be highly rated and they'll love him and and, and to be more than happy with. What they're getting for seven point two five million. Uh, and certainly what is he, a six or seventh for choice forward. Um, and yeah. certainly very happy with what they're getting from him.
0: He Lizzy, a used the way confidence there and, and that second finish was the the you know, the strike of someone who was confident, who'd scored already. And I watch a lot of the training videos because I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a geek and, you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just still love footballers. And often you'll see him in training just like knocking one in so nonchalantly and then just running away. And you're like, oh, I'd love to see more of that tacky on, on, you know, during the game, really. But obviously the, you know, the stakes are higher and, and, and all that. But that second finish was, was the finish of that, really. It's the ones you see in the training videos where he's just like, boom, see you later. And yeah. He just, he just, it's, it's, it's some strike.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant. And more Phil by the way, for giving him that space, by the way, because that was that was quite criminal to be leaving that much space. But listen, he still had to go and finish it, and he finished it extremely emphatically. I thought he played really well as well last night. It's nice. I think obviously he played such a huge part in 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 the League Cup, and I think he's probably just, I think. It's admitted this isn't a bad thing that he sort of knows where he stands a little bit and I think that's all right if he's okay with that and he's probably taking it in his stride and sort of taking ownership a little bit of maybe these games where he's going to be like I'm going to be the one I'm going to be the hero or I'm going to be the main man in this game and listen someone's got to be it so why not why not let it be Taki Minamino like you said there's I think it's nearly always says someone's always got to be the twenty first man or whatever and listen he's not a bad he's not a bad player to have there as well and. I do think he's still quite lightweight in terms of what we need maybe for the first team. But I tell you what, against like a second string knowledge in those games, someone's got to go out there and put those goals in if we want to progress in the competition. And he was the perfect man for it last night.
0: Lizzie makes a good point there, Adam, when she talks about squads and the importance of knowing roles and and keeping people happy, really. And, And that's the key thing when you've got a big squad is keeping people happy. And there's different ways to do that uh there's telling lads that everyone's got an equal chance and everyone's gonna get to get an opportunity and if you impress me then then you you in. um i think with liverpool there is a bit more of a pecking order than that i don't think you know there's in terms of what people have done and what people have achieved so you know the, the players who are you know a bit more on, on you know the the, the resis as they used to be called you know need something going for it them as well and Lots of games helps, and that's where going deep in competitions helps because it becomes games for everyone. And Liverpool might get to a situation this season where they play every game possible. Listen, that's the dream, isn't it? It'll be two more finals, you know, if we're if we're able to do that. And so, you know, if you are the likes of Taki, you know, or, or Divacarigi, or, or or others who were involved last night, you know, Chimikas the way of keeping these guys happy when, when there is a bit of a pecking order established is is, is going deep in these competitions and making sure there's opportunities there and also giving them meaningful games to play in.
3: Definitely. I, I think, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans would have maybe said, OK, well, you know, that's that's great. Thanks very much. But Alisson comes back in for the final. Um, but Jurgen Klopp knows what squad harmony means. And I, I think, you know, there's, there's so much that he's done as a manager. There's so much that we would all... Praise him for. But one of the ones that kind of really gets spoken about is just how well he's managed the squad and squad harmony. And the fact that there are so many players that are, as you say, you know, the fringe, the, the sort of uh, uh, the reses out on the edges, not really part of everything. But when they come in, are, are giving the role and playing absolutely out of the skin because he's engendered something in the whole squad to say, you know, you are all part of this journey. And that was a little bit, you saw that with Minamino being pushed forward when the, with the trophy lift and all that sort of thing, because the players are saying, no, we're here because of you. You know, if we if we get to the FA Cup final, it's because of those two goals that Taki scored uh, against Norwich last night. But, you know, unbelievable. I mean, I read a stat before that he he is a goalkeeper, has yet to save a shot from him. Every single shot on target he's had in a normal game has been a goal. The only the only one that he, that wasn't was the one where he skied against Arsenal, but that wasn't on target. So, you know, that, that is something else to have that sort of a player to be able to bring in. And But it also says to the others, well, yeah, maybe you're not getting the chance that you want, but look at this fella, he's not getting a chance and he's scoring every time he hits the target. That's how good we are. That's the level that we're operating at. And and yeah, that's what, that's what the manager has been able to do. And we, we, we're absolutely reaping the benefits of that.
1: Not only that, by the way, just sorry to interrupt, but Taki's XG is one point five. I mean, that's wild. That, like he's scoring quality goals. Like yeah. the you know, the second one is an absolute belter in yeah. the ground. And when you got home later and watched it on YouTube. <laughs> belter, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I actually, you know, I'm I'm copping, so like it's hard sometimes to see I what's i I wasn't going sure on. how it's gone in. Yeah, and I was like, has it took a deflection that? Nah? And then when I, got, when I saw it back on the tally, I was like, wow, finish on that? Yeah,
0: absolutely brilliant. You mentioned Rosenthal before, uh, Gareth, and, and people of, of, of our uh, vintage, if you like, will remember what a, an impetus he had on, yeah. on that season and, and him coming in at a key time and energising everyone, like you said. And it feels to me... There's a possibility in a few years' time, people could be saying some for, for Luis Diaz. Now, listen, I think Diaz yeah. is, a, is a better footballer than Rosenthal, but I'm talking about impacts on the season. I think his signing in January, if it all goes how we wanted to, you know, could be in a few years' time. Well, I mean, it's 30 years' time now, isn't it? 40 years of you know people saying like that was the same.
1: Absolutely, um, and, and especially how it sort of all fell in that Liverpool meant to do it in the summer, but then. Semi had that hand up the back, and that you know all well, the clubs were, were getting far down the line and trying to get him. You know, feels a little bit romantic, written in the t- in the stars type stuff. And look, he's he's bang up for it, isn't it? Which yeah, is the is that. the is the thing to say because, you know, we 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 all tell the tale because we've seen the tale unfold. Of well, they need some time to settle in training, and they need time to get used to the intensity, club's training methods. You need to time to understand where the teammates run and their role in the side, and all of those things which are largely true. And then he just comes in and it's like and it's not for him. Do you know what I mean? He's he's just straight in. He's playing in finals. He's showboating. Him finals, he's flicking it over fullbacks' heads and running around them and all kinds and yeah, I, I absolutely think that what you said is, is spot on like his attitude is brilliant, the tackles are flying in, I, I love the way he tries to buy free kicks and then just immediately bounces up when he isn't getting one, you know he's, he's got that shit-arsery, arsery whatever you want to call it in him as well and, yeah, he, he absolutely could be the thing that sort of just lifts everyone else because now all of a sudden we've gone from talking about an established front three that starts no matter what virtually every game to, oh, well, who's up front this week? Not sure. But, you know, it's brilliant having the options. I mean, I actually think it's brilliant for us as fans to watch it. But genuinely, it must be really hard when, you know, Pep and Klopp are playing that weird tennis game they play or whatever and they're going... <laughs> who should we start this week? Yeah. How do I tell him he's out? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you look at, like, you know, look at the game coming this weekend, obviously after Mo gets his rest when well, Mo is starting this weekend, yeah. so one place is gone. Yeah. And you've got to go and tell someone else, or, you know, sorry, mate, you're on the bench this time. And it's like, all the best telling them. Do you know what I mean? They all, they all want to play. They all look dead hungry and it's dead exciting. Yeah, that exciting.
0: Uh, I thought Harvey Elliott yeah, made a good impact as well, Lizzie, he? Uh, when he come on was was bright. And you know, he's another one who, like Gareth saying, saying, you know, he's he's throwing his name down for a for a start on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think when he come on, he was the best player on the pitch. Um there was one moment it was definitely um can't remember who it was two, but when he flicked the ball over um in, in the penalty area, I can't remember who it was two, and I was like, whoa, what a flick. And it was Harvey. Um <laughs> he's excellent and I think I think we'd all obviously like to see a little bit more of him but again I mean just watching the the Trent interview a bit earlier it's you know he talks about having being patient and waiting your turn and obviously he wasn't even included in the League Cup squad on Sunday and then through an injury manages to get in and come on and then this you know he, he, he doesn't he doesn't start do you know what I mean and then he comes on puts in a performance like that. And I think at the start of the season, you know, he was getting started over the likes of Kayser and stuff like that. And he could definitely put himself back in that position by performing the way that he did um, last night. I think he's got so much to offer. I think you can put him in the front three, you can put him in the midfield. I think as a choice off the bench, he's definitely... Especially with Tiago's injury, I've been worried we look a little bit light in midfield. But when I look at like someone like Harvey, I feel like he's someone that could make a difference if you need it. And he did make a difference um, last night. And do you know what? I bet you'd be a little bit gutted that he wasn't starting starting last night because I think he's one who thrives off, off confidence and scored. And I think he's almost like... A little bit the way Minamino did would would want to sort of showboat a little bit and and show off, and I think he'll be a bit gutted that he didn't start last night. But listen, it'll probably keep him hungry, and um, so and I wouldn't surprise me if we see him in the next week or two coming off the bench again. Yeah,
0: he might have been the only person in the ground they wanted extra time. Uh, yeah, give,
2: literally.
0: Give me another thirty minutes to to show a little about So the the draws tonight. Um, Adam, uh, the reason I sniggered while you were last talking wasn't because yeah you said everything uh, wrong or funny was that uh, Gareth Roberts predicted in the text that we're going to get Bournemouth Wood uh, in the next round, so that that made me smile. Um, it should be said that the draw is actually going to take place before the Everton Everton cool. Bournemouth game, so it'd be the most Everton thing in the world to get drawn against us and then just get beat by Bournemouth Wood. Uh, that'd really enjoy me if that could happen, but. I mean you can predict you know how the balls are gonna lie, but the point is no one will want Liverpool, uh, will they, Adam?
3: No, no one will, which is obviously a great place to to be. Um I I have to say I want to win the FA Cup, so I want the easiest draw at home like that, that it's, it's that's it whoever is the easiest team effectively on paper that's who I want and I want them at home because I just want to win I don't I don't like I know where Lizzie's coming from saying oh a lovely away to Nottingham Forest would be great and everything you know and it would and obviously for the traveling reds it'd be great blah 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 I'm not going to be one of them I'm only watching at home whatever so give me one that we're more likely to win so we can progress to the next round because that's what I want to do I just want to keep going and keep going and try and win win the competition win the thing do it um, and and then you know you, you you keep winning matches and then worry about where you are at the end of the season is, is my kind of answer to that um, but look as you say we're in a, a really good situation to be a team that nobody else wants to get so Brill
0: absolutely uh okay we're gonna have a little bit of a break now uh, in terms of uh, the studio uh, we've got a couple of inserts coming up so peter carney and rich from scouse flower house uh, both came in yesterday to talk about the work they are doing on the hills with memorial banner display and how you can help uh, make it happen so they're trying to do something wonderful uh, with this banner it's going to be up and down the country uh, but they need a little bit of money so they're in to talk about that uh, i've also got a uh, mo stewart uh, from this uh, parish along with uh, his friend and partner Shay uh, on the Alternative Black Cabaret showcase. Um, so that's an event that they're uh, doing on together. They're putting on together uh, next week at the Royal Court. Um, so much more on that. And then we're going to be back all together uh, to talk about West Ham at home on Saturday. So I hope you enjoy. We'll speak to you soon. It's just a little interjection from John Gibbons to let you know we're doing some live shows. It is very, very exciting. I can't believe the days have finally come where we're able to get on a plane uh, and come and see you all. It's, we've missed it, to be honest, dear. We've missed the stage. We've missed interacting uh, with subscribers and listeners. And yeah, delighted to be doing so again. So today we've announced four live shows uh, over the water, uh, over in Ireland, with you guys. So we're absolutely delighted uh, to do that. So it starts uh, on Thursday, March the 12th. Tw- 24th uh, in War- Warren Point uh, which is a new place for me but I'm sure it'll be brilliant. Um, so Thursday night in Warren Point, that's Thursday March 24th at the Skylight Room uh, and then Friday 25th uh, we go to more familiar, uh, surroundings, certainly for Craig, uh, up to Belfast uh, on the Friday, that's at Limelight and uh, Saturday with the Sugar Club in Dublin which we've done before as well and then Sunday night we are in Cork um, so all those tickets are available on Eventbrite so if you just go to the Eventbrite website and search the Amphio Wrap all those dates uh, will come up as well there so we're doing one uh, Warren Point, Belfast Dublin and Cork, Thursday, Friday, Saturday Sunday of the International Week coming up in March, we absolutely can't wait, hope loads of you uh, come down, we'll have some merch on sale, we'll have a good time and yeah we'll enjoy uh, the Guinness, enjoy each other and yeah absolutely really really looking forward to it so nice one as ever to Phil for helping us put it together and the Anfield Rap absolutely can't wait to come over. So if you're over in Ireland, who uh, will hopefully see you soon. And while I'm here, just to let you know, there still are a few, and I mean a few, tickets left for our live show in Brighton next week as well. So um, yeah, a week, uh, well, it's a week today, isn't it? I'm just thinking about when this one comes out. Friday night before Brighton basically uh, we're doing a live event so if you just go to the forward slash tour live that'll link you through uh, to the brighton tickets but there are only a few left there so do be quick on that think that's everything up the reds and yeah sorry if you're not in ireland or brighton but i'm sure we'll come to you soon once we've got a taste for it we'll be everywhere to be honest with you we'll just have a bag back on our back traveling the world speaking to people down microphones up the reds And it is John Gibbons for Tour Live. I'm delighted to be joined uh, by an old friend, uh, Peter Carney, and by a new friend, uh, Richie, from Scouse Flower House. And we're here to talk about something very special uh, that Peter's working on. Now, Peter's been on a few times before, and people will know him uh, from his fantastic banners uh, that have been. I was going to say up and down the country, but around the world uh, with, yeah. with Liverpool Football Club, Peter. Uh,
4: yeah, Europe. Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I'm sure a couple well, made they, it out they, to Qatar.
4: You know what? They didn't actually. No, um, <laughs> I didn't take any to Qatar. Uh, I took the, the mini memorial banner to South Africa for the 21st anniversary. Um, and that was a bit of a uh, story, yeah, yeah. So that's as far as my banners have actually gone. The Shankley banner went to the States for the World Cup in 94. Um, well, yeah, I suppose they have been around the world, yeah. yeah. Thanks so for t- prompting me.
0: <laughs> so the England team went there in 94, but uh, but, a, but a Scouse banner was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to talk a bit about one particular banner and something uh, very exciting that you have planned for it over the next yeah, couple of months. So if you yeah. could you just tell us a little bit more about that piece yeah, before we well, move Yeah, What it you? is,
4: it's the Hillsborough Memorial banner we've come to talk about. I was invited to display some banners as part of the Design Museum National Exhibition called Design and the Beautiful Game. And out of the uh, proposal I put forward, they selected the Hillsborough Memorial banner, the new one. And Destiny delivered me Istanbul banner and more, which goes with Destiny delivered and celebrates Athens, Kiev and, and Madrid. So then banners are going to be displayed as part of the exhibition in London running from April to August next year. And in
0: particular, the the Hills banner. Then you want to do something pretty special yeah. with, which is why Rich yeah, is here. Yeah, we
4: we yeah we've um, we've designed a project because the the banner will be backwards and forwards from London between four and six times, depending on when we play the quarter final match, because it needs to be in Liverpool for the anniversary. Uh, on the 15th, and the exhibition is starting on April the 8th. So it's going to go up and down the country a few times uh, in the next few weeks. And when it goes back on April the 19th, the banner will be displaying artificial flowers whenever the Hills Memorial banner is displayed, it has flowers in it. I think it's the only banner on the planet that contains flowers. No one's contradicted me on that yet, so I'll stick to the claim to fame. (laughs) Um, So they represent everybody who went to the ground the week after the disaster and took flowers to create the most fabulous piece of art that I've ever seen, which was the field of flowers and the the covering of the cop in the week after the Hillsborough disaster. But because of the logistics of it, when the memorial banner is displayed after April 19th, um, it's going to be set up and and left up as it is. So we can't put fresh flowers in it uh, every week. So they wanted to put artificial flowers on and I set my mind to it with, uh, with Scouts Flower House as to how to go about this. I've done some work with Scouts Flower House over the last couple of years, including making a couple of banners. And we've come up with a project that uh, designs with an artist from over the water called Lim Warby. And we're going to create two bouquets of paper flowers that will, will go in the banner. And
5: this way, where you come in, Rich. Yeah, and it's the wonderful thing is, it's linking real living landscapes to, to something special, in terms of the, the culture, and um, we've had great, amazing fun delivering wildflower landscapes around Anfield um, and through the city. Really, so it's it's an honour and a privilege to be you know associated with Peter's work, particularly because it's close to our heart, and we believe that you know Liverpool's got a lot to offer in terms of what it can show with its open spaces. So for example, it has some of the first public parks in the world. We kind of forget these traditions, so we're kind of reinventing and rebooting what we can do with our spaces, but connecting it to the real heart and soul of the city, I think. So this is why it's wonderful to be associated with this project. And Um, banners as a canvas, I guess, is an interesting one as well. And it's like a blank canvas initially, and that's why you know, it's interesting just seeing how you can connect and, and carry you know really special messages so it links to ecology and climate emergency but really you know what people's people's connections and um, and how their own environments are special to them and what you can do in the future so it's about looking forward as well as having a real again heart and soul to where we come from and um, and what we can put back in the city since we've been talking about this you
0: know it's be really interested to find out, you know, the, the scope of what you're doing, because, you know, it's it's not just one man in his banner, it's not just one artist, you know, the, there's lots of people involved and you're actually encouraging people to get involved in terms of workshops to to create, you know, this, 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 Ah, yeah. effectively, yeah. that's going to go on
4: display. Yeah, but what we do most, I was stuck as to how I could uh, qualify putting plastic or fabric b- flowers in, in, in the thing because the, you know, the symbolism of it is that they are fresh flowers as a symbol of life, mm. um, and now we use them at the time of, you know, loss to to comfort each other. So. I deliberately put the idea away for, for a long time, and and once I got talking to Richie and Polly about how we could how, how, how we could manage it, um, They came up with the idea of of engaging an artist from over the water, a woman called Lynn Warby. And Lynn has developed the craft of making paper flowers. So we asked her to uh, think that through in terms of wildflowers quite deliberately to represent the work of Scouse Flower House. And she came up with a scheme whereby kids could make paper wildflowers and she's going to make the two bouquets that go into the the banner in the design museum but the kids that are involved are then going to create a small bouquet of their own that they can use for the hillsborough education legacy project and um, so you know what we're trying to do is 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 carry the integrity and the ethos of, of the, the the flowers in the banner in the first place and knows the turned up to Anfield the week after the disaster, and bring people in to you know to create flowers that are, are going to represent them in in the Design Museum, and also represent the um, themselves in in their school in relation to the Hillsborough Legacy Project.
0: And um. Taking something like this to schools really helps connect young people w- with art because some people might think, well, I'm not artistic or, you know, I'm not a very good drawer or whatever. But involvement in something like this feels to me, Richie, like it would make people feel, well, actually, you know, I don't have to be necessarily the best
5: drawer to feel like I can contribute to art or, or at least connect with it. I think that is very special. And we we talked outside, didn't we, about linking to the legacy in the city of people like Adrian Henry, who are all about social and social justice environmental justice and giving people a real opportunity to get involved and do it and be part be the artists themselves so we had two great schools today who have really got the spirit of it instantly you know so, so St Vincent's um so Century School in um, West Derby and Anfield All Saints who are obviously just up the road um road from Anfield and um Incredible schools in terms of the ambition. Um, you know, St. Vincent's uh, training blind and sensory children to effectively to be like climate activists in terms of their ambition to showing other people how to do things. You know, Anfield All Saints equally have just got ambition to change the landscape around Anfield, and that's you know like we've had great fun you know working with them, just to, them picking the spots themselves really. So. It's the art, but it's 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 actually using the art to point to what they can do in real life, isn't it?
4: Well, it, it, it's the it, it's bringing art to real life. You know that that's what it is. People, you know the 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 nature of it was to you know to include people in the banner so that you you know you, you see a reflection of what your involvement in, uh, in it was. If, if if you went to the ground like that was to say you know that this is a, a banner that represents you know or. Uh, Everybody in Liverpool all the people of Liverpool and and in getting you know the kids involved in these workshops It's doing exactly the same thing. It's including them in the banner, you know That's a little piece of that banner that belongs to them now They're making making that flower today, you know, and and that's the nature of my work And that's why I tussled with the With the idea of having I didn't want to go out and buy fabric flowers or plastic flowers it it, it, you know it churned my stomach i think that there'd be you know um some kind of, well they just churned my stomach um, and I, and i think that we've you know what we've done is we've gone back to the ethos of, uh, of of engaging people with art of people working out what's going on in the world by by producing art you know what i mean and opposing questions about it we used to say uh, we explored and expressed the relationship between football the arts and the community well that, that that's exactly what we've done here you know we've explored and expressed we've explored it and, and found a way of expressing the relationship between football the arts and the community and that you know one of the things that, that i was really conscious of when i first made this banner was to be able to touch the senses you know um and showed the colors on it are very strong you know strong red yellow black white and and that was quite deliberate in order to help people who may you know not have the best eyesight and what have you. and and sure enough these three kids from St Vincent school came today and one of them uh, said exactly that he said the colors are strong I thought that well that'll do me you know here <laughs> we are 12 12 years later and and you know when there's a kid telling me uh, you were quite right in, in what you were what you were thinking uh and and you know, when, when we've gone out talking to others about it, the likes of and um, Adrian henry you know aging henry done a, a painting years ago of the flowers at anfield and polly the other half of scouts flower House, was talking to uh his partner who runs his estate and uh explaining what we were up to and he said oh he said we, she said if you want to use the uh imagery of, of adrian's painting she said you're welcome to well, you know, Mr. Monk's just changed again at the thought of that. You know, mm. the Henry couple. he's got to be one of the the great artists of of, of Liverpool, certainly post war, uh, and and you know, and and we've got the uh, the permission to use, you know. His imagery on our work, I mean, that's just, that's
5: just Which,
4: blows is, my head which off goes that. back to the heart, doesn't it? Isn't yeah, it? it goes back to the heart because it's emotional, you know. One of the things I said in the profile for the Design Museum, I changed the wording of it, you know, because it's written in, in first person. He sent it to me, and I changed the wording of it. I said, uh, it, and, and the wording I put in was to say, it's a touching banner uh, emotionally and literally. You know, and, and it is, you know, it's literally meant to be able to put your hands on it. These, I'm watching these kids doing it today and they feel the embroidery, how the names are standing up off, off the cloth, you know, and these kids are running their fingers around it and you think, God, me, you know, what? I, I, I was dead, right? You know, and, and the sensation's just fantastic to watch you. You know what I mean?
0: There's a cost involved uh, to what you want to do um in terms of, you know, literally sort of, you know, the, the flowers and, and putting it all together, getting it up and down the country as, as you've sort of described the workshops mm-hmm. themselves. You worked it out uh, at around 2,700. I believe yeah. you've had 1,500 pounds in donations already, which is very generous. Uh, Jamie Carragher Foundation will give 500, uh, Spirit of Shankly 500, and a further 500 pound for the Design Museum, uh, which leaves us uh, 1,200 quid short. Uh, Peter came and spoke to us and I thought uh, personally, uh, within the spirit of of everything we've talked about, which is involvement, which is community, which is people uh, feeling connected um, to this piece of art and to this piece of history, if you like, I thought it would be wonderful to give the opportunity uh, for you, people listening, um, to to help raise this money. So we're going to launch uh, a crowdfunder over the next couple of days. I say wait as a reminder; I need to get <laughs> me fingered out and do it. Um, so the boys have come in, the heavies have come in today to make sure to do. Um, no, I, so we'll be
4: <laughs> (laughs)
0: So we'll we'll sort that. So so we're gonna set up a a, a crowdfunding over the next couple of days and and sort of set that up so people uh, can donate. It'd be wonderful to get this over the line. It'd be wonderful to have it in all its splendor sort of up and down the country and and to have these workshops involved and things like that. But as everyone can appreciate, uh, there is a cost in that. Uh, So well in, obviously, to the three people who've donated those amounts uh, already. But to get that extra £1,200, we thought it'd be great, as I say, for for Liverpool supporters uh, to tip Mm. us over the edge may maybe further, because there would be lots of other workshops that you guys would like to do if we could get some more, but 1,200 is our yeah, well, you
4: know, all we're looking forward to make this happen, you know, yeah. to make the banner... Look the best it can and, and carry the ethos that it was, it was created in. Um, but you know, if we do better, then you know we'll we'll produce a report of mm. uh, of, of what we've done and we'll continue the the Scouse flower, House wildflower meadows program across the summer. One of the significant things that's come out of this from uh the scouts flower house angle is that we've developed a worksheet from um stuff that was printed 100 years ago on wildflowers and that'll be used in the schools to help kids understand the anatomy and the the botany of, of of wildflowers you know so yeah, I mean, you know, we just want to see this um, this banner looking the best that it can in the first yeah. place and anything else is a bonus. Yeah, I
0: think we can all agree with that. Okay, uh, do keep an eye on our social media over the next couple of days. If you can't say anything, message me direct and I'll point you in the right direction. But I'm sure uh, we can get this money raised together. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much you for coming much. in to talk about this project. Thanks for having us, John. And it is Live, and it's John Gibbons and I'm joined by one old friend and one new one. I've got Mo Stewart who everyone knows and I've got Shay as well. And we are here uh, to talk about an exciting event uh, that is happening on Thursday, March the 10th. It is an alternative Black Cabaret showcase uh, that Mo, you're involved in. So yes. tell us uh, more about it and then Shay can uh, fill us in with all the bits you forget. Well, I mean, essentially it's...
6: It's comedy, but it's more than comedy. So there's gonna be music, there's gonna be entertainment. Uh, It's a broad church, but essentially what it is, it's somewhere for um, a lot of black artists who don't necessarily have a home, who haven't really found a place to to go, or even people who live in the city who've never really been able to go to a quote-unquote black comedy club, because I have in the past <laughs> and uh they are very much a singular experience. It's, okay. Yeah. So it's, I th-
7: <laughs> trying to bring that vibe here. I will, ch- I will jump in. Uh, please. Do. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's it's a show that I sort of Started up in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Festival because uh, uh, an Irish friend of mine just went. Oh, there's Irish showcases and there's Welsh showcases and Scottish showcases and all these showcases. There's no black showcases. Why don't Why don't you do one, Che? And then I found out why I should have done one because it's a lot of effort. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Scotland. There are not a lot of black people up there. <laughs> so it was. It was trying, first off, it was trying to find black comedians, and then I want. I I I, I don't want to show mine or Mo's age, but like I, don't, I think it's too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio; they can't see us. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's it, um I, I come from an era of uh, the comedians and all that kind of stuff. I was there was a kid, but like there was that kind of the Wheel Tappers and Shunters Club, where people would go to a social club and there'd be like a turn. Yeah, we go oh, it's the Crankies, and then there's Peters and Lee, and then there's all this stuff. And I wanted to try and do that, but I, wanted, I had an idea of doing a character of Bernard Manning in reverse. That was the that was the initial starting point. I wanted to see if if, if a black person could do that. You can. <laughs> <laughs> but you only find out by trying. Oh, but the voice is brilliant. I love doing the voice. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely to be here. <laughs> Try the veal. Lovely. Uh, don't forget to tip the waitresses. Um, but so that's that was the crux of it. And then I just um, living in Liverpool and up north. A lot of black comedy is based in the south. A lot of black comedians, no matter where they're from, will go to London because that's where the work is. So and that's where the main clubs are and I'm very belligerent when it comes to this kind of stuff I love Liverpool I've moved here from Oldham love Liverpool and I would like to see some of that stuff coming up here rather than we all have to go Exodus and Exodus 100% so I'm trying to bring some of those comedians up here. And at the same time, we're working with uh, boisterous theater in the Royal court, uh, who put on, uh, they put on uh, bouncers, but they had an all black cast. And they're trying to uh, open up avenues for more diverse voices and more like, diverse uh, acts and stuff like that. And that's what I wanted to try and do, is try and go into schools up here as well. And sort of like go, Hey, you can be uh, a DJ like Mo and Mo can teach you not very well, but like he can. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding, he's one of the best. Thank you. <laughs> lesson number one is how,
0: have, lesson number one is how to avoid people like me. <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold
6: in this particular field, so um, <laughs> there is a reason that you brought me in on this one, and it's more than just the fact that I'm one of the only black DJs you know.
7: <laughs> aside from you, but you can't do every job. I know, no, I know. It's just sort of like we're going to share the wealth. That yeah, doing.
6: and it's it's a, it's. It's meant to be... Even the concept itself, I think, is meant to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. So, it's fun. So, we kind of have some fun with it. Like, he gives me a microphone, which I'm very pleased about. I don't know why I did
0: that.
6: (laughs) But, like, it it looks really bad. I know. No, we've had some fun with it. And I think... The two that we've done so far have both been really enjoyable evenings because it's almost been like a bit of a voyage of discovery from what I've noticed from the crowd because yeah. some of them, they're not, not quite sure what to expect, but by the time they get half through it's like... Oh, these
0: are just jokes. We know what? jokes. These are funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable with this scenario. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's,
7: that's the thing is, is uh, um, I, I did a, before I got into comedy, I did an interview with uh, Reginald D. Hunter, who we were going to have on, before the pandemic hit, I had my birthday show. It was on the 28th of March, which is my birthday. I had Reginald D. Hunter booked as the headliner, and then the pandemic hit, oh. a week and five days before that. Um, but he, I always said to him, why is there not more black comedians? Why is there not more black shows and stuff And he said, there's no black middle class in the UK, because he's an American. He says, there's no, there just isn't the kind of thing that they have in America. People don't go out to theatres or to comedy clubs, and that's what we're trying to do now, is sort of like go, it's not... It's not only for black people. It's not only a black audience. I want to try and get a mix of both audience members and people that you see on stage. Because we, me and Mo have talked about this. You can't be what you can't see. So mm-hmm. we want to, We want the audiences to feel like it's, oh, it's not just... I remember my. Uh, I took uh, an ex of mine once to a black comedy night and she was the only white person in there. And she it was so weird to see... That you didn't the, split up that night, did you? <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> God, no. I, I, I left it a couple of weeks, obviously. <laughs> but, but it was it sort of—it was interesting to watch it in reverse. And I sort of went, I don't want that yeah. kind of... I don't want it to be a reverse of me going into a comedy club and being the only black person and going, yeah. I feel really awkward now. I wanted a sort of like, oh... There's just so many Liverpool, especially you know mm. the oldest ch- uh, Chinese community and and, and Toxteth and all those kind of areas that have got different kind of groups of people. So I mean, in this this show we've got uh, we've got two Canadians. Weirdly, it's it's uh, International Women's Day two days before, so we're doing a. a, a, a a, a woman's special a woman's special I don't want to say I'm patronising but yeah. we've got Dana Alexander who's headlining she's done loads of stuff over in Canada um, she's really big over there she's really which is one of the first people I had on my shows in Edinburgh uh, Erica Ela uh, who's been on Frankie Boyle yeah she's brilliant isn't she yeah she's yeah. dark she's so dark <laughs> and she's so I
0: imagine beautiful. she's even darker when, <laughs> <sort> of, know, <laughs> yeah. when, they, when there's not a TV camera on her yeah.
7: <laughs> but, but, she, but she's I think she's also Canadian as well might be, it's one of those ones where I'm going oh I don't know but yeah, it's not sort of like I've, I've been trying to but it's so hard to get hold of black women this this is so weird that sounds so creepy but at the same time we were with you because it's, it's, <laughs> they're all based in London and, and it's but it's uh, I would I won't name names because it's, it's it's not a nasty thing or anything. But I was trying to book a, an actor who's been on live at the Apollo, and their their agent went, "Oh, uh, I don't think she'd be comfortable headlining a black show because she didn't want to take the spot of a black person." And it was just sort of like because she's mixed race. Okay. And she, uh, and, and and I was like, I want, I need to send an email back going, "Don't worry about that." It's just sort of like it's for everybody. It's not sort of like we're going. This is what we believe black to be. Mm, my, mm. my ethos is if you if you if you can't get into America, that's Or <laughs> 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 well,
0: If it takes you longer, It's
7: yeah.
6: yeah. not like an official Dulux chart at the door.
7: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be fine. But yeah. So, so like as, like Mo was saying, it's that uh, we have a bit of banter on stage, don't we? And you you have we played. Mo plays in the middle of everything and introduces people yes. as well. Uh, we have, we, I'm looking for, I, I want, there's two things I want. I want a black knife thrower or something like that. So we can have, you know, because you never see those or a black ventriloquist or something like that. Uh, and I want to find the uh, the black um, Vic and Bob because <laughs> there's no there's no real alternative black, like surrealism it, it, yeah yeah, yeah and it's, it's sort of like, because I, I think I think a lot of black people look at comedy and go I've got, got to be Pryor or Murphy or yeah. Chappelle or we
0: well, talk about role models isn't it that's, yeah. that affects every walk of life fairly
7: yeah and the, the more role models you can put out there people go oh that's more like me because hmm. I'm a I'm, uh, Mancunian, so Oldham, I will say Oldham. <laughs> and I was getting the it gets of, very dicey. Yeah, I'm from Manchester, but I was born in Oldham. <laughs> Boundary Park, Oldham, come on, Oldham. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, that time that we beat Liverpool. Cold,
0: anyway. Coldest football game I've ever been to.
7: <laughs> oh, Ice I, I Station Zebra, as Gerald called it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I, that's why I moved to Liverpool, for the warmth. <laughs> 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 But I
6: can't it, believe you managed to sneak that into the show. You right? know
7: what? Every time my, my Ian Christie, who works at the Royal Court, I don't know if you value what he does the marketing there. He was my next door neighbour for a while, and when I came back from that game, we knocked down our wall because we we, we actually did a video of it. It was like um uh, when you know when they knocked down the Berlin Wall, they, our our respective partners went thought we were crazy, and we ran at the wall and just knocked it down by hitting it with our bodies because we were idiots, right? <laughs> then we did then we did a video. If you're looking for freedom. And we were were, like doing all the uh, hassle of stuff, mm. uh, so we we joined our our uh, back gardens together with the, you know and olden fan, Liverpool fan, and then when that game happened, I came back home and I went I went to his back door to knock on, and it I can't use some of the language, but it just went I'm not in. <clears throat> <coughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a beautiful game. I mean, I'm sure it was a beautiful. That wall is now
6: back
0: up, but. <laughs> So next Thursday, Thursday the 12th. Next uh,
7: Thursday. Where is it, sorry? It's at the Royal Court studio. So it's the, it's in the Royal Court. That's Theater. a nice space. We've yeah. also got local phenomenon, uh, Sarah Levine, who's on and she's brilliant.
6: Phenomenon that. is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, like if you, if you um, are on Instagram, check her out because you get a very nice taste of what you can expect and yeah. yeah. Go crazy.
7: Bit of bit of music. Music. Hopefully, we've got games as well. We've got uh, black bingo or Django, as I call it, uh, and uh, we'll be giving away prizes. Uh, yeah. See, he's been
6: teasing this black bingo for me for, for about ages. for about three or four months, yeah. and I'm still a little bit unsure as to how it's going to go down. But I'm looking forward to it.
7: I've done the number calling. It's it's changed. <laughs> oh, it's changed, is it? Yeah, well, it's it's. it's black based isn't
6: it well this is going to be a voyage of discovery for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if anyone wants to come and see a potentially bemused DJ then definitely come down I mean it sounds like a lot to go. it's a night out it's a Thursday night out it's at is the Royal Court. it's seven tw- o'clock got to emphasise seven
7: o'clock pounds. because uh, me and Miriam who, who you know we always talk about black time and it is a thing yes. start, please come at seven o'clock and when we say seven <laughs> we mean seven
0: they mean <laughs> seven o'clock uh, but everyone's welcome uh, do get down uh, it's good you know people who listen to this is to support Mo and, and the stuff that he's doing as well but Shea, Top man, thanks so lot for coming in.
7: On www.liverpoolsroyalcourt.com there you go there we go uh, guys thanks so much for coming in and no best worries. of luck with it.
0: Okay, if you're live, you've got me just gibbering about not knowing what was going on. Uh, if you are on the podcast, I'll just pretend I was seamless and brilliant and knew exactly what was going on. Uh, we're going to talk now about West Ham on Saturday but before that, I just wanted to uh, bring your attention to something that is happening around the intergame. Uh, so Francesca Heaton, uh, the best goalkeeper in her family, is looking to go to a tournament uh, with her fantastic football team. Uh, all-conquering Formby. They battered everyone uh, in the Merseyside area so they've got to send the team from Bloody Mars to play them. Well, not quite, but they're going to <laughs> to North Wales uh, but they need a little bit of money uh, because these things are expensive I think it's overnight and stuff like that Cosby Stewart under 10's mate uh, Andy's telling me now uh, so they need to raise a bit of money to go to this tournament uh, to, to batter everyone and to be champions of the world so you can help them uh, with that so they're going to be doing bucket collections in um, Taggies Bar uh, which is on Anfield Road before uh, the Inter game I was going to say before and after but if they're only 10 probably not after to be honest with you but definitely before uh, in Taggies. so if you Going the Inter game and you're having a pint first of all Taggies is a boss place to go to uh, Webster's off and on and stuff like that and it's, and the ale's great uh, but also if you, you can you know empty your pockets a little bit throw some change uh, in the bucket uh, Andy promised me he's going to be putting his aftershave on and grabbing a bucket and helping out as well <laughs> so if you can do that uh, for Crosby Stewart under 10s um, that'd be brilliant and Andy's promise he's going to hot mic the whole thing as well so that'd be good uh, too uh, that is not true but anyway uh, but before uh, Inter Gareth we've got West Ham and it's a massive game and I like the way playing first.
1: Yeah, and I, I like that it's at R five. Um and I like that uh, West Ham got knocked out the FA Cup and I like that David Moyes is fuming and I look I like that it looks like their season is starting to fall apart a little bit. Um I don't know if you've seen his post match interview. Um, very angry, very not happy. Uh, I remember happy. when he was all serene, and I was like, "Oh, David Moyes has changed." That's what I mean. He's gone. He's, <laughs> he's gone back to the old, the old version of himself, the fella I, I know and hate. Um, I'm, look, I was quite surprised that he, he, he sort of had this. Little, you know, late summer in his career, I I kind of thought he was done after United uh, and then here he is getting plaudits with West Ham. But, you know, they shouldn't have gone out in the manner that they did last night. They haven't won a trophy since 1980 uh, and I don't think the fans are very happy about the manner that they did go out and neither is he. And he's actually absolutely destroying the sort of the goal scorers in the side, saying we didn't look like we were going to create anything, didn't look like we were going to score and you look at the recent games, you know, all the XG is not great. The sides that they've won are mainly, the sides that they've beaten, sorry, are sides you would expect them to beat. No great shake. So, they've gone from being a side that everyone was saying, oh, these could get in the Champions League and all this kind of stuff to what's happening there It's looking like it's unraveling. And I think I think when we I think we're playing, them at a good time. I think um, you know, like I said before, we've rested our our big stars, um, so they should be fit and fired and ready for the weekend and ready to go. I think it's good that it's R five for us. Uh, we all enjoy an R five. You can have a little pint before, get yourself in the mood, and then you know this time of year it's still kind of under the lights. So yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think as well it's worth saying that. You know, we are the only unbeaten sides at home in the league. Uh, we've been phenomenal, again, at, at Anfield. Only conceded seven goals all season at home in the Premier League. So, rather than talk West Ham up, which I definitely just didn't, <laughs> uh, I, I I would rather say, like, imagine what they're thinking about coming here. You know, they will be very, very worried about coming here. And I expect Moyes to be Moyes when he comes to Anfield. Uh, yeah, uh, not a great record there. I
0: mean, as... Gareth says "There, Lizzie very eloquently, you know, lots of things point to a, a big performance from Liverpool on Saturday and a win, you know, the kickoff time is one we like, the home record is phenomenal and Liverpool, we know we're in a title race now, we know how this goes and the determination is there, we've got players vested. you know, Mo Salah with a, with a week off, you know, a few others as well, obviously Sadio Mane just gets a little bit of a run at the end you'd expect the, him to come in, sort of similar to to Luis Diaz really, yeah, Fabinho gets a night off, it's it's all pointing, you'd like to think, to to a big little performance uh, and that normally leads to a win.
2: Yeah, it does. I think um, as well, like off the back of Sunday, you could see sort of the hunger. It wasn't just winning a cup final to me. Um, I think like what I saw in the players and the, the way they were celebrating and the way they were talking and, you know, most all around social media, it was very... This is a kickstart now, and I just think these will be like. I think they wasn't wanted to have played this game. Maybe not on Monday because maybe some of them had a non-alcoholic beverage on the Sunday. Um, or like I just feel like they they really just want to get this game underway. And um, this is probably the best time to play West Ham, I'd say. However, it's still not going to be easy. I think it's all pointing in our direction because of how good we are, but. It probably helped us a little bit that West Ham played a strong side um, last night in the FA Cup, so hopefully they're a bit tired and got you know a few heavy legs in there. I was really hoping that one would go to extra time, um, just to put a bit more minutes in their legs. But listen, they've still got some really good players, Um they are still fighting um, for in and around Europe. But if you do look at the recent form, you know, like Gadet said, you know some of the wins. It's like a one nil over Wafford. I think they only drew with Newcastle and Leicester. Just great past kids in the Harriers. It's they look a bit wounded at the moment. Um and I am fully confident with, with what I've seen from us the last couple of games and especially now with our options that we've got. Um that I, I I just think I I think we'll turn them over. But I also just don't know if I see it being a really high scoring game. I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, but we owe them one, don't we? So
0: uh, someone's pointed out S. check was injured yesterday so he might be out. Oh, he's a really big player for them uh, Janet Bowen's impressed Adam uh, it must be said uh, he's been linked uh, with Liverpool you can see why when you play him in terms of his style in terms of his energy he's one that Liverpool will have to watch out for certainly in terms of the, the balls over the, the top that everyone tries to hit us with
3: yeah I think he's a really good player and it, it's it's oh, yeah. You'd, I ju- when we were linked to him and there were loads of people sort of scoffing about it, I, w- I was just amazed. Like as if no one's learned the lesson now on the Liverpool recruitment team. Like everyone, everyone sort of going, "Jared Bowen, you're joking," like and, and then since then he's gone on to be frigging Pele. It, like it's just uh, <laughs> re- remarkable that people da- that that people doubt him. But look, I think this liverpool's team is a very very good side and it doesn't really matter who we put out it's a very very good side this season and it feels a little bit like you know it's <laughs> to, to use like a, a sort of cliche of a philosophical statements it's a little bit like the only team that can beat liverpool is liverpool themselves if they get the if they go into a game with the wrong mentality that's the only thing that i think will will put us under any pressure um, I think West Ham are good, they can cause you problems if you let them but the if you let them is the important part and this Liverpool team feels like one that isn't really letting teams do much of what they want at all, so I'd be really disappointed with anything other than a win because we're so good and they're perfectly fine with a manager who feels a little bit like the bubbles burst on him after everyone was praising him uh, to the high heavens last season, so yeah, Bowen's a, a you know a, a player that can cause you problems, but this Liverpool team has placed faced better players than Jarrod Bowen and dealt with them perfectly okay.
0: Yeah, that that's uh, perfectly fair and 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 very correct. Um, you mentioned the home form there, Gareth. Kind of, it is worth re-emphasising. This is an incredible stat: Major Van Dijk's never never lost at Anfield in in a Liverpool shirt and you know, again, weird of a vintage, keep talking about how old me and you are, I'm not sure why, uh, I think it's going to put me back out on Tuesday, doing the dishwasher and so I'm feeling very mad, very very very. I've got a
1: rotator cuff injury, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> uh, but it's your shoulder, um, I've got to go and have physios, that's a proper half fella thing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So we're all basically, you yeah. can remember loads of times getting beat by shit teams in our field.
1: Yeah, we absolutely can. Uh, I mean, I can remember getting beat by West Ham, which was uh, under Tino, under Brendan, Brendan Rodgers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that is the only, only one in, in 48 games against the Maranfield. Like, their record here is not good. And if anyone knows West Ham fans, yeah. they'll know that they do sort of dread coming here. And I think they'll dread coming here again. I mean, you know, the the home record and the fact that it ended in that weird weird season is such a shame. And I'm still clinging to the, well, it, it didn't end because it wasn't in front of fans. And in front of fans, actually, it's still going. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the Virgil Reds are still, are still unbeaten at home. But we're unbeaten... You know, even if you don't want to sort of massage the statistics a little bit, we are unbeaten in 17 league games at home. Uh, And we've won won the last eight by an aggregate score of 26-2. to Wow. Um, So, you know, like, I mean, you know this from going, though, don't you? Like, we absolutely dominate at home. And you're really seeing at the moment you know, sides really coming and backing themselves. Like, I, I think when we made all those changes against Norwich in the league, and they sort of had a little bit, at the, at, a little bit of a go at the start, didn't they? And he had a very early chance, and you were like, I'm gone. That's not meant to happen. That's not, <laughs> that's not in the script. That's not yeah, what I've yeah. been watching for ages. Because actually, like, it's weird. Like, like, I really do hope it's a good atmosphere on Saturday, because I think through a combination of us being that good for so long now, and then a little bit of, Everyone got a little bit dispirited when, you know, City were 14 points in front or wherever it was. I, I, I kind of think it's still, still to ca- really catch light, Anfield, this season. We haven't had a definitive Anfield night where it's absolutely gone off, I think. I, I still think there are levels to go to. And I was kind of hoping Inter was going to be that. And Inter will be good, but we're 2 0. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's not going to be. You know, shoot off from work at one o'clock and, you know, start preparing, shall we say? (laughs) (laughs) um, You know what I mean? So there's like, there's levels there. So, you know, maybe maybe Saturday is one because it's half five, we've got to win. You know, we've got to keep the pressure on Man City. We've all got a sniff of the title now, which we definitely didn't have before. You know, there's definitely darker times this season where you were like, ah, fussy shit, I hate City, I hate that that a country bought them and you can buy all the best players, whatever. And now you're like, I'm gone. Forget all that. Liverpool can win everything. Yeah, it was
0: only not asked. I'm competitive in this, uh, if We're in an indeed. Uh, in terms of a the team, then, Lizzie, um, you'd expect Alisson to, to play in goal. He's the league uh, goalie. Um, and then I think the back four pretty much picks himself because they all get a rest, uh, don't they, uh, in the week, uh, which is a, a lovely position to be able to be in. So you'd expect all those guys, if they are fit, and we haven't heard they're not, to come back in. I think the, it's the same from three. Correct me if I'm wrong. That the, the starts of the league cup final. So, so really, uh, as has been the case a little bit uh, recently, it's just a midfield. One, Fabiano will come back in. Um, Tiago's still out. Would you expect Henderson and one other? And if so, who do you think that one other will be?
2: Yeah, I think I would expect Henderson. I'd like to see Henderson. Um... I think that one other might be Nabi Keita. I think that he sort of sets a stall was a little bit, hasn't he? And 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 he, he's probably fourth choice I should say. He, he his first three, I'd say, a Henson for being Argo, and then it team's Nabi's next in. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't put a pressure against do something a bit mad but i think especially at home as well Naby might be the the player that he's throwing in and at the back as well i, I think it could be either Orkin, I say, or 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 matter but and and do you know what i'm so relaxed about whichever one it, it is alongside Virgil um that's the only position really with the question marks isn't it but i can't see i can't see like an oxy chamber and or well, Curtis coming in um, but you never know with Jürgen Klopp do you um, he could throw Curtis in and I'd be I'd be absolutely sad with that but I'm presuming it'll be You, I think I think he could I think he came in cold didn't he on Sunday but he did start to warm up in into the game and probably the right decision to change him not necessarily because he played bad just because of what we needed um and we know that when he's on his game he's absolutely brilliant so if he does play fingers crossed um he'll have a boss game but i do think it'll be nabby alongside them
0: yeah the saturday tuesday thing is interesting adam in that i think you know a few weeks ago you even he or, or you asked us you might have expected you know him to rotate a little bit to, to try and be sort of equally strong in, in both games if you like but we're not necessarily playing the same 11 as Gareth says that inter games lost it's edge a little bit now and it doesn't mean that we can throw it away because suddenly you go 1-0 down you can get a little bit nervy but it does very much feel to me that it makes the West Ham one the priority and, and the West Ham one the one where you go as strong as you can of then assess it from there
3: yeah I think so um but look, the the joy of this squad at the moment is that you know, as Lizzie says, if there are changes, you're not looking at it going. Oh, that's a bit of a risk. Why has he done that? You know, the the I, the the barely feels like a team of the of the court of you know between the the main team and and the resis to go back to that. The the the, the, the there doesn't seem like a team that if we put out, I'd be sat there going, oh god, that's a you know that's a risk. Like I, I think that I, I would be very surprised if it wasn't the team that started the league cup final bar Alison, in for for kelleher i think that that's pretty much it for me um because it is the strongest you know probably the strongest team on paper when tr goes out um and then you go you know you win that and then you worry about who needs to be changed a little bit for for tuesday as always game state dictates these things doesn't it you know if we're four nil up with half an hour to go you can make three changes and and know that those three players will be rested for for the rest of the game if we're having to go hell for leather for 93 94 minutes to try and get the win then there's going to be more players that need to be rested you know on 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 the tuesday perhaps um but going into any game with a, with a 2-0 lead effectively is always a, a nicer position to be in than being 2-0 down or or drawing so i think you know the manager will look at it and go yeah we can go strong in both games even if i end up making six or seven changes we'll still look really good going into it so so i think that's what he'll do personally
0: yeah, uh, we shall see. Uh, just a couple of little bits of admin before we ask everyone for a prediction. Uh, first of all, uh, Stevie LFC says, when are you guys doing the Belfast show Want to go? So there's an insert in this as a podcast, uh, which lets everyone know all about it. Uh, but if you listen to the podcast and you missed it for whatever reason, or you're joining us live, basically go on Eventbrite, uh, we're doing four shows uh, over an island. Um, yeah, I'm
1: not sure who's going. Yeah, do you know? who you going? I think I'm going the ones in the north because... Um, oh, we do do
0: the squad rotation system, are we? Because he's four, cause <laughs>
1: four and, and also because, you know, the ultimate professional, but it's just the way they fell because they've only just been guaranteed and then when Craig sent me the data, I was like, oh, lad. He's like what? And I'm like well, the, the Saturday for tickets for the Coral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm Fair doing enough. the so I think Thursday, Friday I'm doing the two in the North, and then um, which which I'm saying I'm with I really like Belfast and I haven't been to what's the other place in the North? God, not remember what's see. Oh. Warren uh, <laughs> <at a> Point, yay! <laughs> Get in. I mean, I should know because I've literally got relations there. So be, <laughs> it, 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 I, I've only met when I was really young, so it'd be good if they came. I might send them a message uh, or might not. Uh, I don't know. See what happens. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to do the two in the north. And then uh, I've done Cork before, which was absolutely brilliant. Done Dublin before, which is absolutely brilliant. Not being to Warren Point. Belfast's great. It's always great when we go to Ireland, isn't it? Full stop, I think it's worth saying. It's like, you know, the, the, some of the best live shows that we've ever done have been in Ireland. Always a good crowd, always a good crack. And, yeah, we're all looking forward to getting out there again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I was right, Warren Point and Belfast. Get in. <laughs> so there you are. So there's Warren Point, Belfast, there's Dublin and Cork as well. So if you go into Eventbrite and do a search on there, uh, I'm not sure if the Cork one's on there yet, but it will be uh, at some point today. Uh, They're all over there, so do um, come out and see us. And the other thing is, uh, Gareth, someone was asking you
1: about your walk. How's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm doing uh, 310,000 steps in March, at least 310,000 steps in March for to raise money for Samaritans um and and to sort of get in a bit of shape myself because I've got a bit of timber on at the moment to be honest um but it's a a fantastic cause obviously um I think we all know what they do and the great work that they do and this money will mean that you know they can pay people to come and do shifts and talk to more people train more people up to do the brilliant work that they do and yeah I mean I've done the first two days I've done 34 I was up to thirty four thousand steps I think so you know, smashed ten percent of it in two days, which I'm quite happy with. Today's not been quite su- so successful so far because it's it's raining quite heavily in Liverpool. And I looked out the window this morning and I thought, I don't really fancy that early. That's morning That's why you walk. get
0: ahead, though, in it, lad. You know. I know, I mean? <laughs> but, but
1: I'm I'm gonna get on it. I'm gonna get back on it. But I'm just like you know, the last two days I've got ahead of me target. So if a Go a bit lower today. I think it's all right, but I've got to pick up the baton again tomorrow. But thanks very much to everyone who has already um, thrown a bit of money in on Just given etc. It's brilliant because I thought I might raise a couple of hundred quid and it's closing in on two grand now. So, I'm, bit, you know, it's I'm amazed by the support and thanks very much to everyone for, for it. So if you're this live, uh, someone
0: upstairs, uh, probably Michael has just thrown the link in, uh, but if not, it's on your social, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm plugging it on all my show, socials regularly, uh, boring the arse off everyone with how many steps I've done this particular day. So yeah, you'll be able to find it there on my Twitter, Instagram, things like that.
0: Right, okay, well I've given you all plenty of time uh, to think of a, a score prediction. That's it's a difficult question, to be honest with you, it's just saying numbers. Uh, but, but Lizzie, um, what score do you think it'll be Saturday?
2: I completely forgot we were doing that. I was too busy listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go three one.
0: three one. Adam, uh,
3: three one was exactly what I was thinking as well. So yeah. Uh,
0: did you still have a chat amongst yourselves
3: and yeah. out while yeah. it out? Yeah, I mean,
2: we had a lovely time and a cup
1: of tea. Fair play, uh, Gareth? I I think they're really, what I said before. I think they're really struggling to score goals, and it's only Jim Bowen, Bowen, <laughs> uh, that you need to uh, to worry about. Really, the, obviously, the good on set pieces, as we found out last time. But I would kind of expect that Liverpool work on this this time around to make sure they can't do the same corner routine, etc. Maybe a stronger ref would help too in some circumstances. And we're much better in front of goal than we were then. If you think about that game, yes, they won 3-2, but Mane should have scored at the end and we should have got at least a draw. So I fancy us to keep a clean sheet, actually. And I think we'll win 3 now there we are there we are fantastic
0: stuff A Cork must be on sale by the way because Baddy Higgins just managed to buy tickets unless he got <laughs> uh, on the black market off Hanno uh, but never mind um, we're looking at them all on sale uh, so up the reds uh, enjoy yourselves uh, this weekend uh, do subscribe to the Anfield app download the app if you want to enjoy uh, loads more build up obviously to West Ham and then up into the inter-game. it's going to be really exciting into the season and we'll be doing loads and loads of content um, around all the games so make sure you download the Anfield app, app and yeah enjoy all that but up the reds enjoy your weekend thanks a lot to the a guess.